It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Your indictment update. All right, and so uh, happy Valentine's Day. Do you remember when uh, when I first started, they were... <laughs> you know, yeah, so know this story. Yeah. I know where it's going. Yeah. They don't know. No, it was like, no more. No more. Mm-mm. No, like There's certain kind of advertising that when I advertise with me on about... <laughs> I get it. On Valentine's Day or Mother's why. Day. I don't know either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, but they tried it a couple days. It was like, you know, that's enough. Nah. nah you know what? This didn't... Yeah. Tell us a personal story. I had to buy roses because I... What? <laughs> we can't <laughs> use that. Yeah, we spoiling a lot that. of chocolate covers. That's crazy. This didn't play out like we thought. <laughs> no, they ain't I, had to, I had to buy roses for the same reason Kobe had to buy that purple yeah, diamond. Yeah, you know, ever. And for some reason, they just don't come to me like that anymore. Yeah, I can mm. understand it. Mm. <laughs> Pretty obvious. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Huh? I do. Hmm. Happy birthday to how you. How do you say this, uh, Kyle? She's from Walking Dead. How do you say her name? Who are you talking about? The, the Dania uh, Guerrilla. How do you oh, say Michelle? Dania Guerra. Dania Guerra. And I love her. I don't know why I didn't know how to say her name. Happy birthday to Alshon Jeffrey. Happy birthday to Jadavian Clowney. If your name is Alshon or Jadavian, uh, either you're going to work at a kiosk or one of four or three. You better be able to do one of those two things. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jim Kelly. Happy birthday to Raymond Teller from Penn and Teller. Happy birthday to Michael Bloomberg. Happy birthday to Georgie Mirisham. Happy birthday to Rip Hamilton. That was a cold piece right there. Happy birthday to Pat O'Brien. Happy birthday, of course, possibly, to Frederick Douglass. Happy birthday to Florence Henderson on the Brady Bunch. Happy birthday to the one and only Steve McNair. Uh, and oh, happy wow. birthday, possibly, of course, to Jack Benny. We got a great show lined up for you. Uh, Jasmine's going to tell us what's trending. I will have a little note from the GED section. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. Jazz man. What man? Tell these good people what is trending. <laughs> so there was a video that went viral of a, a white man who was holding a black baby, brushing her hair, and asking for help from black women about how to take care of said baby's hair. Oh, wow. It did not go over well. Why? Well, people, you know, a lot of black women felt like, you know, you should have known all of these things before you adopted the baby. And this is one of the reasons why they believe that if you are black, you should adopt black babies. And if you're white, you should well, adopt until white you do babies. leave the man alone who did period until you do rather. OK, take that comb out of his hair and the baby. Well, it's not quite that easy. I mean, it right? ain't. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to adopt a white baby. You, they give you a whole pastel of black baby as soon as you pull up. I'm here to adopt a black child. Here's a pallet. Here's sweet tea and a full tank of gas. Oh Bo- Just in time for our BOGO sale. Right. Stop complaining. I bet you that girl's happy. What girl? The girl who got who got who it's baby. a baby baby. Well, it's, it's like a, girl, a baby right? baby. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I she, she don't know if she's happy or not. She's I like bet you what? Almost a newborn. It's a I, brand I, new baby. Of course, that's they're the best kind. I mean, you don't want to wait till you get the baby. To say. <laughs> Come on now, that already that, was that already terrible. That, that already showed all the defects. You don't want that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. Some you don't want those scratching them babies. Some days. No. I just cannot stand. <laughs> to waste time breaking oh, no bad habits. Man. We got it. Come oh, on now. Right. Anyway, speaking babies. of bad habits, we're back to the subject about tipping or not. The the new thing on TikTok now is you know braiders or people who go get their hair oh, braided are saying, should we? tip or not now in this particular case the girl who got her hair braided went to the woman's house to get her hair braided right. and her thoughts were i should not tip because i had to bring my own the my own hair i had to come with my hair washed conditioned and blow dried i had to go to the atm and i had to drive to her and so she felt 
all of that. You have no overhead. You're doing this out of your house. Yeah, it took seven and a half hours, but I should not have to tip you. And, and how much was it then? I think it was like two fifty. No, three fifty. It ravaged out almost thirty five dollars an hour or something like that. I mean, no, forty five dollars an hour. It was like forty five dollars an hour. There were two different instances. One was two fifty, and the other was three. Well, here's the thing. But either way, the question is still the same. You don't, you don't get your hair braided, right? No. Well, I do sometimes, but it hurts. Not since that time when she messed up and had to cut him, cut him out. Oh my hair! I'm the only one. Who still gets their hair done? Um, <laughs> no, that's her deal. <laughs> and I know Veronica who does my hair. But the difference is, she come to your she house. She comes to house. you. Oh, yeah. Yes, and, and you, she washes your hair. She yes. does everything. Yes. And the girls point. She also and a makes lot me rum. Included. She cleans the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> different. <then. laughs> that's more than a braider. She takes, Some other she, things. She puts out contracts on people. She does a lot. Oh she my does. god! Wow. I anyway, don't think. I think that first off. If you give me, this is just me. If you give me service enough that's worthy to be tipping, you don't have to worry about whether I'm going to tip you or not. But I, I think that this this idea that you owe somebody something because that's what's done here, I don't I don't agree. You should well, tip I, is to ensure proper service. I'm going to disagree with you as someone who has longer hair and naturally curly. So it's very difficult when you tell me to wash my own hair at home, blow dry it, and then come to you ready. It is different. Whereas when you obviously so you go to agree a salon, that I, I think that. You I think the, I think the braider should build the the value whatever she wants to charge. Put a tip in there on her own and say this is my cost. Yes. It's mm. whatever. Then that way you don't have to worry about whether or not the person is going to tip you or not. Thing. I don't think you should have to tip anybody. Okay, perfect. Yeah. They Good. put tip jars. It doesn't matter if your hair is longer than mine or not. It doesn't well, no, matter. It does at all. too because you you don't have a lot of work to do when you're. If, have you ever tried if, to comb through my hair? I've tried to look through your hair. <laughs> so, so yeah, let me tell you something. One time I got my hair done in, uh, in uh, uh, what was that, Vancouver. And it's like, oh, man, it's so tick, man. <laughs> she had to keep... She had this one thing like she had to keep she, she broke two combs and like oh and had to, she had to take breaks I'm like come on now that's ridiculous is it though is, is it, it ridiculous okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you are working with taco I mean, me terrible I mean I'm just that pretty Jeff you had nice red hair right yes it's in the sink now right you oh, just yeah, that's right. what's okay. trending right. that's what's okay. trending mine is in <laughs> pictures yeah. <laughs> right ah, oh pictures I have evidence of it mine is in the back of my neck is where mine is. My hairline has betrayed me. <laughs> Coming up, we got a little note from the GED section. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. So, again, what I'm, what I'm determined to do is to say the things that I believe. I don't tend to obfuscate. I say how I feel, what I feel, why I feel that way. I'm not trying to be a devil operative and pretend I feel one way and do another thing. So, it, it's an interesting point when I hear Nikki Haley say a couple of things that I think are interesting. One, she uh, intimated that it would be up to states to decide if they should secede from the union. Now, she's from South Carolina, which is totally dependent on the United States of America. Let's pretend that there are some states, like even if Texas left and seceded the nation, they, they are a financial powerhouse. South Carolina is not. The state you represent is not. And what she's doing is capitulating to a mindset, but you want to run the nation that you think it's okay if it's fragmented for. You know that war that you said didn't exist Lincoln fought that war because people had the mindset you do not right now. But now you want to be the person in charge, uh, which, which I find very interesting. What do you think would happen if Texas seceded from you? Do you think corporations would stay there? Or would they want to be in business with the whole of the United States of America? Oh, yeah. Stay, or do you think that the, the army bases would stay there? Do you think that the, the, the United States of America would just say all the roads we built, the parks, those things, the airports you can have or you'd have to rent that from us? 
So it's, it's, it's simpler than that. But somebody who is trucking deliberately on the lowest common denominators just to get a nomination she will never get, saying things that she know aren't true, like saying things like, oh, you know, slavery, uh, you know, wasn't there was no racism in America, that Obama was the cause of all of this. Uh, she even said Obama was the cause of all of this upheaval. All Obama did was was live up to the principles that America espoused. America had said any uh, any boy, any girl can grow up and be president if they wanted to. And he did. What did he do that was so divisive except shatter the myth of white supremacy? What he did is made inferior white people feel as if the walls are closing in on them. If you look, this is not even trying to be racist or, or, or evil or even anything but clear. If you look at who is living, who's thriving, who's not. The most the, the people who have uh, had a downtick in life, who are who are d- dying proportionally out of from alcoholism, from drug use, are uneducated white people, and these are the people who are the most angry at Obama. When you say things like he, um, you know, it, it, we didn't have these problems before him, really before him, right? So everything was a panacea. Everything was great before him. What Obama did was expose the very feelings that we're going through now. It began the Tea Party when they would go to, when men would, would grab arms and sit outside where the President of the United States was speaking. So this was the forebearer to, to Donald Trump. What happened was the, the reaction of the country is is to Barack Obama was Trump. They like he Trump became the champion of disenfranchised, uh, of uneducated white people and other craving white people who believe that that, you know, this should be their country and that he will be useful in terms of what he can do from a from a, uh, a financial standpoint. But let's be clear. You don't get to say things and not have anybody respond to them. Tim Scott is lying. He says if, if, if we're talking about an economic question, there was no point. This is not me. You can Google it for yourself. The Department of Labor and Statistics. This is the lowest unemployment rate for black people in history. And it's under the Biden administration. That is just true. He knows when he goes on Fox and says things that he knows aren't true. He says uh, Trump, uh, he out of his own mouth, he created seven million jobs. Biden has created 15 million jobs. He also got the Chips Act. He also got the uh, the Infrastructure Act. He also did something on guns and climate so let's be clear you could say that you want your guy to win regardless of the parameters you set you cannot just lie and expect nobody to say anything about it you can't just do what you want you get full threaded endorsement till you know places that are lie tim scott would never come on and tell that lie because he knows i know it's not true you lie you you, you know the unemployment here's the thing we know it's true the unemployment rate's never been lower Job uh, Biden created more jobs than, than Donald Trump do by a lot, did by a lot. And that girl you're pretending to be your wife, that's BS too. <laughs> so you can lie to other people and they'll take it. We will not. That's a little note from a GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. She's jazz. She's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the D.L. Hughley Show. California state lawmakers have introduced bipartisan legislation that, if passed, would legalize the use of magic mushrooms for adult therapy. The Regulated Psychedelic Assisted Therapy Act would authorize licensed therapists to administer these mushrooms to patients over the age of 21. Of course. Of course. It's a big deal. I read an article in the New York Times that talked about how a lot of housewives in suburban America are now microdosing magic mushrooms. I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I don't think I think that the entire system of punishing people because 
they imbibe one way as opposed to letting alcohol sponsor uh, sporting events. How about that? I think if you're going to let people be free, that's none of your business as long as they hurt nobody. And there's a way to monitor whether they're high or not or driving under the influence. You know, obviously, even hard drugs people have a problem with, but it's the crime associated with it. Correct. Nothing's going to do more harm to you than drinking alcohol. And yet, it's the sponsor of all our events. They, they um. Alcohol sponsors NASCAR, <laughs> and they drive fast drunk. That's crazy. <laughs> so I just I, I think that there is no doubt a lot of harm, uh, physical harm that is associated with the consumption of alcohol, but yet it is looked at differently because there are a lot of people who make the rules, who are who drink alcohol, and who take money from from lobbyists who who, who support alcohol. So let somebody do what they want to do. I'm, 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 as long as there's no crime associated, I'm fine. Mm. I mean, you know, mushrooms. Just don't do peyote. Never do that. I'm telling you. I know y'all do that for y'all little ceremonies. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> about. Don't ever do that. New I research for that little ceremonies. Yeah. I don't know what that's for. <laughs> New I don't research. Know what God, you call says, them when you take that. Oh God. New research says small dogs with long noses, such as whippets and miniature dachshunds, live longer years than those that have flat faces, like English bulldogs yeah. and French bulldogs, yeah. which is the most popular breed in the United yeah. States. They only live to about nine years old. They. Yep. Medium-sized dogs uh, tend to be three times more likely to live shorter than small dogs yep. with little faces. Uh, but out of all of the breeds, they say uh, the average life expectancy is about 12 and a half years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kitas live 12 to 14 years. Mm. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so the question we're asking, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, saw, I found this interesting. And we've talked about different iterations of this. But so there was a woman, a uh, transgender, said she doesn't always disclose the fact that she is transgender before she accepts drinks or kisses strangers on a night out. Um, she doesn't feel like uh, she needs to do that for just a meaningless kiss with a stranger. I, I bet he or he wouldn't think that. And mm-hmm. if you thought it was so meaningless, you wouldn't then try to keep it a secret. Expose it? Right. Um, so uh, when being showed interest, uh, when should a trans person reveal they are trans? I think that there are t- there are times, depending on who you deal with, when not disclosing that information could be very hazardous. So, to say the least. When do you think uh, they should disclose that? 877-242-2426. Also, just up on Twitter at D.O. Hughley Radio or on Facebook, the D.O. Hughley Show or the website, the D.O. Hughley Show.com. All right, we're going to be getting to your calls in a bit. It is the D.O. Hughley Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, so there was a, a transgender woman, and she says that um, she didn't always disclose the fact that she's transgender before she accepts drinks or a kiss from a stranger on a night out. Uh, she said she doesn't feel the need to. They're just having meaningless, uh, a meaningless kiss with a stranger. When being shown interest, uh, when should a trans person reveal they are trans? Um, uh, when do you think that is? We're going to go to our social media platform. Uh, 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 DJ Lucci, what are they saying? Yes, Candace from Detroit said, I mean, pretty early on, especially if you guys are becoming serious. Yeah. I don't even want to buy a dude a drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you was a dude before, I don't care. I don't want to buy you a drink. <laughs> I don't. 
I don't. I don't. I mean, that's not the deal. They don't have ladies' nights, so dudes buy dudes drinks. People no. used to be dudes drinks. They don't have, used to be ladies' night. They don't have that, right? <laughs> used to be dudes' night. <laughs> they don't have that. That's a great Do you song. know why the whole bar system is set up? It is set up so women come, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, women get in free because they want the place populated with women. Dudes come, buy drinks, spend money, try to hit, pick up women. That's what the whole system is based on, right? Now, if you come there and you know it hasn't said that this was a you know a specific kind of night like an LBGTQX night, then you're then, and you you know, infiltrate and come on in, that might be some information you might want somebody to know. Because if they came there seeking what you offered, it might not be at this joint. Mm. So we got to change the whole thing, uh, the way things work, just because somebody might come in and decide. I'm not. I'm gonna not only tell the truth, story to myself. Because here's the truth of the matter: if you uh, are, have transitioned to something, you were something before, right? You know, yeah. Transition means you were something before, right? Correct. So that means at a certain point, you ex- at one point you accepted a thing, and then you decided you don't want to be that thing anymore, right? Mm. Right. Yeah. That ain't what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> I want people whose baby pictures ended up the same way that they the prom that. pictures. But and clubs they, and bars anyway are all all set up for lo- they're like a, a bed of lies. They're there so you exactly. go. Exactly. So it's all That's the same I'm, thing. Whether you go and you say uh, I, I'm, you don't tell the truth about whether you are trans or not. No different than going and saying you you're telling somebody you're not married when you that, are. And it's that, all the same. That's, That's exactly why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Well, you know what? She has a point. That's why I don't I, I don't understand why people think everything on Club Shay Shay is true. That's what I don't understand. Because <laughs> clubs are lies. And clubs are meant for lies. They are. You don't nobody, how lie. much do I weigh? How many kids yes. do I have? How much money do Am I make? Single? Where do I live? All Am I married? Things. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course. It's lies. Yeah. 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 But the one thing we should all agree on, do we both have challenges? I think yeah. we should, that, that, yeah. should, that should be a yeah. predicate. All right, coming up, uh, do you think... <laughs> yeah. What, See, we think? should agree whether they're kicking the... Or not. <laughs> right, that all, yeah. Our, our day shouldn't start off with on guard. It should not. <laughs> no sword fights. Yeah. <laughs> all right, when do you think they should reveal the, uh, their trans? 877-242-2426. We are getting to your calls in a bit. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your... Indictment update. Um, so the question we're asking, uh, there is a trans uh, woman. She says that she doesn't feel obligated to reveal... That she's trans if somebody, just because somebody buys her drinks or or a kiss, she said that's, you know, she doesn't feel the need to do so, just having a meaningless kiss with a stranger. Um, When being shown interest, when should a trans person reveal they are trans? I think we should ask everybody, have they ever seen The Crying Game? Like everybody. That's it. That'll do it. (laughs) Have you ever seen The Crying Game? I think that it depends on how you, like, because... We have to assume that not all of us hold the same values, that we all are raised the same way, and I think there are some people who will become violent if you did if they feel betrayed. Oh boy! Yeah. Oh yeah, I know a few. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and so, the onus is on probably you for doing stuff to mitigate that. Uh, I mean, you know, well, it's a lie by omission. Well, you want to protect yourself. Why, why, you know, it is. I think it, everybody, involved, everybody involved. You know, for everybody involved, and keep that protect. kid, that college kid who we were talking that about, football Virginia. player. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He he did that. They found out that the girl wasn't uh, what as reported. Unfortunately, he committed a very violent act, 
And the jury went, I can see how he could do it and let yeah. him go. I saw a deer do it. You remember that video where the dude puts female yeah. deer pee on him? Yeah. And then the deer shows up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, deer right. put them things right. on him. Which one would I thought come about? over here? I about, I, about, <laughs> I done clean my antlers up. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these antlers. I came over here for Bambi, not Bambo. You, you crazy? <laughs> Got my hooves all shiny, everything. Yeah. Right? So even in the animal kill, nigga, what you talking about? <laughs> Dodging bears to get over here? Right. <laughs> What do you think? What do you think, Jeff? What do you think? I, it's false advertisement, and I think that it's unfair because there's a demographic that's looking for that. Right. Whatever you're looking for is looking for you. I don't feel sorry. That's like a, a plus-size women. I don't feel sorry for, for uh, uh, making jokes about them because BBW is on Pornhub. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know. Right. But they, they can, I know how you know. I know how you know. Okay. I know if, how you know. If somebody's looking for you, I, you I can't cut be... on my iPad in the middle of a plane too and been embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Captain. And then it's just me. It don't matter how quiet you put it. It sounds like yeah, they can hear us screaming everywhere. Chicks with what? My face. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, but enough. Uh, enough about my weekend. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to. So, Jamie, you don't think they have any obligation? No, I didn't say that. I, I definitely think if you know somebody is interested in you, I think you should tell them. But I don't think that you should walk into the club and tell everybody your business. I yeah. think once you begin to entertain someone or they come over trying to entertain you, then I think in order to protect yourself, yes. Did you, you ever hear that them. Chuck Berry song, My Dingaling? That's yeah. my favorite. Oh, <laughs> That's my. I've got spurs that jingle jingle. I love that song. <laughs> Let's go to a musical after this. How do you feel about kickstands? <laughs> All right, Mrs. Doubtfire. Come on. We're asking, when do you think that they should reveal it? 877-242-2426. We are getting to your calls in a bit. It's the D.O. Hughley Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your... Indictment update. Um, so the question we're asking, uh, there is a trans uh, woman. She says that she doesn't feel obligated to reveal that she's trans if somebody, just because somebody buys her drinks or, or a kiss, she said that's, you know, she doesn't feel the need to do so just having a meaningless kiss with a stranger. When do you think uh, someone who's transgender should reveal the fact that they uh, have gone through a transition? Lena, what do you think? The valet. I mean, listen, just so you could be completely safe, just be transparent. If somebody yeah, you already got the first like part that. of the trans. Transparent yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 on it. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I think that you shouldn't. Like, if you just saying hello to somebody, then yeah, you don't yeah, necessarily need that. to. You know, but if you are pushing up on me, yeah, then we're like, yo, dude, Man, like, this is what I am. Yeah, you this know, gonna you know what you are. Drinkless is what you are. You better get your own. Drinkless I mean, is yeah. It, it is what it is. Yeah. I just feel like to be safe and yeah. to avoid any issues because right, then, if, there are people out there that want what you got. Yeah. 
But you remember that movie? I forgot the movie, but the, it was about the the black woman who was passing all her life and married. Yeah, imitation and, and of life. Married and everything, but when the white yeah. husband found out at the end, he killed and threw out the window. It was a movie. A oh, I saw years that. Ago. Yeah, it was a yeah, I saw sad that as hell. Yeah. I like. Yeah. You know, I think it was passing. It was yeah, passing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, come on, man. That's, he did throw out the window. That's yeah. crazy. That's the weird. Remember that? Yeah. I do remember that. That's fine as she was. Well, you should let the brothers know. We'd have been waiting down there with a the catcher's man. Oh, not her! <laughs> not her. I kind of like the pronoun thing that Jasmine said. I just don't know how you. Get well, it. pronouns don't matter because there are people who are trans but still use the pronoun. For I know, but there has to be an opposite side of the conversation, right? Oh yeah, in absolutely. Terms of, so I think you know, bringing to the table the fact that you ask somebody what their pronouns are in the very similar way that we do now in business. That's what you do. It's a common. I don't thing want an anatomical lesson. Even when just you go to, buy a drink. to the. the the doctor now they will ask you when you fill out the paperwork yeah. what are your pronouns well, I, don't you I think it at least opens the conversation I know but I am saying that it offers you the opportunity to have a conversation about that I, like I just that. don't I think like you should you should have to tell all your business when you walk into no, the you bar sh- you, but you, you did but the minute no I didn't you did no, no I'm saying I did something to my body if, if I what were what you trans. are doing is blending in with the other people Correct. and pretending and like you're one of them and you're not until I find somebody that I like or who pushes up on me and then I will have that conversation with them and then everybody like, hey, uh, do, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's terrible. Uh, no, it ain't terrible. <laughs> it's not terrible. I, feel I think people have like to choose to live their life the way they want to <laughs> the and be open with about that information yeah. to whomever they want okay. to. Okay. All right, well. Us sheep just want the wolves to be a little bit more honest about their costume. Is that what <laughs> yes, it's I mean, we all want honesty at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. right? If well, you say you this and that, pl- we want that to I don't, think, I don't think a club is the place for that. Shay Shay, let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. When do you think they should reveal the, uh, their trans? 877-242-2426. We are getting to your calls in a bit. It's the D.O. Hughley Show. The question we're asking, when do you think a transgender uh, person should let you know they were trans? Uh, there's a woman says, I don't feel like I should do it right after a drink or a kiss. Um, meaningless kiss. I know this. If I buy you a drink, you better give me a refund. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm more worried about the kiss. Huh? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. yeah, turns a meaningless kiss to something. Um, we're going through the phones. What do you think? I just feel like if you're free enough to live that lifestyle and you are proud of it, then don't be ashamed of sharing who you are to everybody. If it is like an everyday basis type of thing. I think that people need to have kind of an explanation about, like, who you are instead of guessing and, like, you know, being scared to ask. How about you just tell people instead of, you know, somebody misidentifying you and then getting offended and all of this extraness? I mean, if people don't accept it, that's them. I think it's a very um, uh, technical issue, and it's important that it is disclosed, especially in relationships, because that can cause a person to really uh, do harm to another person when they don't know that. I think they should wear a sign on their forehead because the Bible is against it, so they're wrong in the first place. He does not reveal himself to the individual that he is perpetrating a fraud. He is looking for an ass-whooping that he's never had before, and he deserves it. Uh, Kyle, you started to say something while we were off air. I uh, wanted to circle back and get to you. What were you saying? Well, first of all, you should definitely tell them before you plan on getting naked together. Because right. that's a heck of a surprise. Right. And th- and second of all, it's like, I just resent that notion. If you don't want to date somebody just because they're like trans, it's like, you're transphobic. It's like, no, I just like my women organic. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. 
You know what I think? If you're there, like say you're dating somebody, and you know, or you're in a situation, and you wonder why they never got pregnant. You know what I mean? What? Like, <laughs> trying. And you want to have a baby. You know, you want a family, and you yeah. wonder why it ain't happening. Yeah. That's and, and you ain't never said nothing about nobody. Yeah. I think that I totally agree with you on that. I you think that be, I think that I mean that's a bit far to have is, not gotten into the truth. Yeah. Okay. Well, I bet. <laughs> far I'll say. Um, so I think that I think that to me. Everything else is you. So what this woman is saying, I'll tell the truth on this platform because I know that's what you're looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. So the truth benefits me when you come to me on this platform, but it doesn't benefit me when I'm out in another in in another arena. Right. That's basically what's happening because she said when I when you come to me on this, I'll tell you on this platform, but I'll lie on this. It sounds like undercover cops complaining because your cover been blown. Yeah. And they, hey, you're covered in something hey, else. Hey, Let me tell you that. Hey. <laughs> Let's keep that. Um, what do you think? We're going to the phones. I would like to know before the kiss. I would like to know before the kiss or the drink. Um, I don't want to engage in something that's going to have me questioning myself later on. I, I just don't want to go to bed at night like, damn, I just kissed that chick. And then what if I like the kiss? Yeah, I think they should reveal as soon as possible. Straight to the point. Because I don't like to deal with two around this mother. We got more of your calls coming up in just a few minutes on the D.L. Hughley Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When do you think a transgender person should reveal uh, that they transition? Uh, we're going through the phones. It should be disclosed almost immediately because it's very dangerous. And when you have someone that's trans, you want to be as safe as possible. Because there is people that will accept you for who you are, but you don't want to trick people into um, doing something that they're not comfortable with doing. Yeah, I just want to know if if God doesn't make mistakes and he's made us in his own image, why people that's born a man or a woman say that they got to change? They, they don't feel like that's what they're supposed to be. God made them that way. That's just my question. It's like, you know, we believe in God and he don't make mistakes. So, what, he made a mistake with somebody being born? You better let me know. Up front, baby. Up front. Okay, I'm going to say, um, I do. I have a transgender brother. Um, he's has, he has the full surgery and sorry, breasts, everything, you know, all female part. Um, and I've seen him in interaction with other guys, you know, before he had the surgery and after. And telling guys that he was transgender was never nothing that he was ashamed of. It was never nothing that he was afraid of because I think that opens up a window for the guys who, you know, he's had straight men that I guess he's turned out, you know, that like that. So I think, you know, they need to expose that early on, especially, you know, if you want to have, you know, relations or whatever with somebody because you never know what's somebody's cup of tea, you know, and there's a lot of straight men out here who are curious, but they want to know first. You can't just surprise nobody with stuff like that. We got what I think. That's what I think with comedian Damon Williams on the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time for That's What I Think with comedian Damon Williams. Oh. 
The Super Bowl was fantastic. The game was competitive, and of course, the halftime show with Usher Raymond was spectacular. That man did his thing. It was black excellence on display. But as black people, we always got to pick it apart and criticize stuff. So, of course, everybody has something to say about Usher's hands on Alicia Keys and what Swiss Beat we might think. But Swiss Beat himself said, man, y'all focus on the wrong things. Swiss Beat probably was less concerned about Usher's hands as he was Alicia's first note. He probably, as a producer, told her, listen, baby, before you go out there on that field, you might want to warm up first. But Alicia didn't listen. He like, look here, anime. I told your ass you need to do a few me, me, me's before you hit that damn stage. And look what happened. But secondly, we were also all talking about my man Jermaine Dupree and his outfit. Now, Jermaine Dupree's a legendary artist. And as he said, he came in the game wearing his clothes backwards. And of course, he's still doing his clothes wrong because that outfit was bogus as hell. People thought it was CeeLo Green. If it was actually CeeLo Green, we wouldn't even be talking about it. CeeLo Green has been known to wear some of the most outlandish, outrageous outfits with boas and, and sparkles. So CeeLo wouldn't even be noticed at the Super Bowl in a CeeLo outfit. I'm still trying to figure out how that man got Janet Jackson. So to Jermaine Dupree's defense, I get it. The older you get, the less you care about people's opinion or what you wear. It's more about style and choice than opinion and trends. So if he wanted to come out dressed like one of those little nigglets from Tales from the Hood, that is his prerogative. Meanwhile, while we're tripping over his clothes, the U.S. Senate, in a rare overnight session, decided to pass a $95 billion aid package to Taiwan, Israel, and the Ukraine. So while we talking about clothes, they trying to help those. Now it might not be right, it might not be true, but that's what I think. Shouts out to our DC listeners. I'll be at the Comedy Loft in April. This Friday, Ameristar Casino in East Chicago. And this weekend, I take off with the Capital Jazz Super Cruise. All that's available on DamonWilliamsComedy.com. It's Damon Williams, y'all. Very funny. Thank you, Damon. Coming up, we're going to talk to you again in uh, next week. Coming up, we got in less than 15 minutes, Jasmine Sanders is going to be talking all that jazz with children's book author Derek Barnes on the D.L. Hughley Show. It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show, your... Damon update. So in case you are in uh, New York City, I'm going to be there this Friday, Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, excuse me, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at, at the City Winery. Jasmine says it's very nice. Yeah, it is nice. So um, I'll be there. Uh, we have one You'll show like Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and two Sunday. So, Oh, wait a minute. We got some breaking news. Jasmine, you got some information on the I shooting do, in Kansas. indeed. Yes, yes, yes. So, of course, uh, they were celebrating the Super Bowl win there at their parade there in Kansas City. And unfortunately, a gunman, uh, I think there are two, they have two people in custody, opened fire. Uh, and, you know, of course, there were millions of people there. Luckily, this happened at the end, although there is nothing lucky about it. Unfortunately, there are 10 people who've been wounded. One person has been re- reported uh, dead. Oh, man. Um, so this situation, very, very, very sad. It's another one of those things where we're, you know, wondering why people have, you know, why, why there are so many guns available and, and what is going on that we are not doing anything to change this. Now, more details are coming out, obviously, and hopefully uh, at the end of 
this as bad as this is what a tragedy right in the in the face of such a celebratory event right right um but you know again two gunmen have been detained uh, they have not released their identities or their motives uh but we do know 10 people uh, have been injured and at least one person killed and unfortunately a lot of those people who were injured were children so uh let's you know praying for and i i know it's one of those things where we say all we do is pray but at this point that's all we can do and hopefully no more um you know tragedies no more victims in this particular shooting and and oh my god for a day when we don't we're not reporting this kind of thing man man this is so sad yeah you know the crazy thing about what we just running uh, uh jesus commercials during the super bowl yeah sure were. he gets us why aren't we just doing that yep yep jesus oh, here's, here's the thing that's interesting to me it, it wouldn't the purpose of a commercial is to is to get new business, right? To draw new customers, you right? You would think, Correct. yes. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is the most famous person that ever lived. He has two holidays and the best-selling book of all time. <laughs> the problem is not that people don't know him. It's that we don't know the, the, the people that are supposed to act in his stead. We don't know them. Right. The problem isn't that people don't love Jesus. It probably, the problem is that Christians have so distorted his message and so misused it that nobody trusts him and numbers are falling, so they got to advertise. Hmm. Like, like... <laughs> Jesus, a Jesus come, commercial comes on right before a team move. Like I was, I started to get a ch- phone charger. Now I want to get saved. Like they, they think that was gonna happen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Man, spend that and money running an anti anti gun commercial could would have you know would have been better. Ain't that something? If if, if 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 Christians would act more like Christ, they wouldn't need to run commercials. Nope. And then there's that. Jasmine Sanders is going to be talking all that jazz with children's book author Derek Barnes. Plus, we're going to be giving a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Well, uh, obviously not as well as you writing all these books and being so successful. <laughs> Man, I'm, uh, I, I just got off the road because, you know, I had a little makeshift tour. We, they had me in um, um, black owned bookstores. So I'm off for like a month, but I'm working on like three books right now. Oh, my goodness. Go, yeah, That's amazing. Yeah. So how do you go? How do you go from being uh, the creative copywriter at Hallmark to now writing your own book? So basically, you just expanded. You know, obviously in a different direction in terms of writing. How do you make that move? And what was it in you? Have you always wanted to be a writer? I, I just been a, a creative person. You know, all my life. Uh, I wrote um, for my college newspaper, um, proud alum of Jackson State University. I wrote. Um, a column called Brown Sugar. My name was, well, you know, everybody on the yard called me Hershey Brown. That was my nickname. So it was Brown Sugar, written by. It was a advice <laughs> column. It was, it was like Billy D. <laughs> Williams meets Dear Abby. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, hilarious. <laughs> and so graduated from there. I did the whole spoken word thing, and Hallmark was my first was my first job. You know, right out of college, and it was like being in graduate school. It was my first time being in an environment surrounded by, you know, other creatives. There were so many talented artists, painters, writers. And landing my first book deal, uh, the guy that illustrated um, my book's crown and Ode to the Fresh Cut, and I Am Every Good Thing, Gordon C. James, he actually worked at Hallmark as well. He connected me with my literary agent, like, in 2003. Uh, my sister named Regina Brooks, and I've been with her ever since 2003. So, uh, 
Well, I love the fact that, you know, uh, the titles, you know, the king of kindergarten and, and, and even the one about, you know, the crown, you know, uh, I, you know, an ode to the fresh cut. All of these things speak to uh, not just children, but I think even when adults such as myself, when you see these things, you know, I feel blessed and lucky to know that, you know, there are titles and books that are that can contain subject matter that was not available when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, it was, you know, everything looked a particular way and it certainly did not include black and brown kids and I think we already know how impressionable kids are and they like to read stories that reflect them and so is there is there something about your childhood that kind of uh, made you decide you know this is because I mean being when you're a great writer you can write anything but you chose a particular topic and content is is it because of how you grew up I think a lot of it has to do with my role as a parent. We have four beautiful sons. I have two boys in college, uh, one in North Carolina, A&T, one at Fayetteville State. We're HBCU's family. Uh, the boy that's on the cover of Crown, he actually graduates next year. He's headed to Hampton. And then we have a 12-year-old. But <laughs> I think a lot of it just it just, just comes from being the father of the mighty Barnes Brothers. Uh, we moved to Charlotte. I live in Charlotte now like eight years ago. And I had eight books out, and my career just was fizzling. You know, I was I was I was on the verge of quitting, but I, I didn't quit. I I continued to write books. I wrote like thirty books between 2011 2017. And when first moved here, you know, my office was pretty bare, didn't have any furniture, anything in it. But I would sit on the floor and work on new books. And one day, my second eldest boy, Solo, he's 18 now. He was like 10 at the time. He came in. The house smelling like outside. He had been playing basketball in the back. <laughs> and he saw me working and he was eating an apple and he looked he looked at me, he's like, Daddy, you know what you should do? You should write the blackest book ever. You already not getting no book deal. <laughs> and so you know, he reminded me of who I was writing for. Like I, I, I had started to write for those gatekeepers, but solo reminded me that I'm writing for and to black children. And so I always try to center my characters and some of my stories around issues that affect black children. I always want to make sure they are the center of every story. I, I, want, I want every black child to be able to go into a bookstore and see my books and feel empowered. But it's also important for white children to see black children centered of so course. that they know that they're not the center of the universe. I, I think every child of every race deserves to go into a bookstore or library and see a book that uh, uh, centers them. But I always want to make books for black boys or they have their heads up and empowered, smartest ones between the pages. You know what I mean? Just, you know, you know the heroes. I love it, Derek. Thank you so much for the hard work that you do. And you know what? I'm going to look you up on Instagram. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to repost and, and post about your books. Right. I'm going to buy the book. All right, yes. Thank, thank you so much, you Derek. So I appreciate it. Continue success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Much love. Thank you. It is now time to give a deserving someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now, it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Timothy Scott, I am an adult, is an American businessman and politician, serving as the junior United States Senator from South Carolina since 2013. A member of the Republican Party, he previously served as a Charleston City Councilor, a state representative, and a U.S. representative. For all of you. 
really impressed. So, why is Tim Mushmouth Scott this week's recipient of the Shoe Booty of the Week Award? He's becoming a jackass. Tiny Tim gets the shoe booty because he just too damn thirsty. He has taken Uncle Tomming to a new level. He has passed legislation detrimental to black and brown people. You don't want to get mixed up with a guy like me. He coons for his white MAGA base. He went from step and fetch it to step and kiss it. All right, Cherry. The courtship is over. He kisses Donald Trump's butt like it's his job. He kisses so much butt, he basically invented a new brand of chapstick. Gluteus Maximus. The suck-up comes with detachable puckered lips and realistic head nodding action. And now he's faking an engagement to a white woman just to be considered for VP. I guess he got that idea from Candace Owens. I'm a slathery little snake snack. There's nothing he won't stoop to to get in the White House. He's shaming himself, trying to get the respect from a man that will always see him as Toby. Your name is Toby. And that's why the Shoe Booty of the Week award goes to Tim Mushmouth Scott. Now here's a swift kick in the ass. Man, you are so adept at finding these shoe booties. That's oh, what it got. They're so abundant. Oh, the place is lousy with them. Here to recognize black folk who are making history today is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Here to recognize black folk who are making black history today. Jason Wright is the first black team president in the entire NFL. Oh yes, this brother is the HNIC of the Washington football team. Think about it, my brother. Jason Wright spent seven years playing in the NFL for the San Francisco 49ers, the Atlanta Falcons, Cleveland Browns, and Arizona Cardinals. After hanging up his cleats, he earned his MBA at the University of Chicago and was named partner at McKinsey & Company, a New York City-based management consulting firm. Yeah, this brother is not only athletic, he's smart. Think about it, my brother. Jason Wright is not only the NFL's first black team president, he's also the youngest team president. Think about it, my brother. Oh, it's good to see a young brother in the NFL making millions of dollars without suffering CTE. Think about it, my brother. While we're still waiting for NFL's first majority owner, at least we got one young brother calling the shot. So here's a Black History salute to Jason Wright, NFL's first black team president. This is Jamal Kingsley, the militant man. Recognizing black folk who are making black history today. Now think about that, my brother. Coming up next, we got a song for when your mom and daddy were still together. Plus, it is Valentine's Day. Fellas, do not mess it up. We're going to help you out on my top five. That's up in less than 15 minutes. Now it's time 
For what you need to know with Sybil Wilkes. It's Sybil Wilkes with what you need to know. House Republicans have impeached Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas in a historic vote. The first cabinet official to be impeached since the 1870s, Mayorkas faced scrutiny from Republicans over his handling of the southern border. And the action now heads to the Senate, where an acquittal is almost certain. Rideshare drivers were striking across the U.S. today. Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash drivers want more money and better working conditions. They were picketing outside airports in Austin, Chicago, Hartford, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Providence, and three airports in Florida, Miami, Tampa, and Orlando. The Orlando Magic retired the number 32 of former center Shaquille O'Neal during a postgame ceremony Tuesday. O'Neal became the first former Magic player to have his number retired by the team. He also becomes just the third player ever to have his number retired by three different teams, joining Wilt Chamberlain and Pete Maravich. I'm Sybil Wilkes. Be informed. Be empowered. Uh, it is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your indictment update. And uh, if in case you're going to be in uh, New York, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm be in New York. Excuse me. Uh, at uh, at the City Winery. Um, and uh, Friday. Excuse me. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and uh, two Sunday. I'm going to be on uh, uh, Tamara's show tomorrow. Show. She was mad her show is doing very well. She she mad at me because I asked her to pay for two first class tickets. Mm. Why you need two tickets? Well, I didn't get them, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get them. I got one. But I think it's kind of me to ask if Derek could have one, but he, he couldn't. So but you want somebody else to be kind? Yeah. Uh, he he upgrades with me all the time. Oh, okay. But I really don't need him next to me if if because they have those. Well, if something breaks out, you want him next to you. No, Charlie's gonna see. I, I don't. When when this is the truth, I only get in first class seats so me and him and Charlie can sit in the same section. Once I have my own, you know, cubicle, I don't need him anymore. Me and Charlie are just self contained, so I don't really care where he goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? I really don't care where he goes. That can- that kind of don't you think that's fair, Elena? I mean, that erudite selfishness almost makes sense. I don't know. I I, I don't mess with erudites, but I tell you this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sagittarius myself. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I hate they sign. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't stand Monique, but I feel so bad for her son. I really do. I feel so bad for him, man. And then to go back and forth with him. She got text messages from 2021. I'm going to say three years ago, but, you know. Mm. I bet you what. It ain't been three years since you mentioned your Oscar. Wow. It ain't it ain't been three years since you mentioned um, Tyler Perry or me or Oprah or anybody else you had an argument with. You, you, th- you She showed texts from three years ago. Not a picture of a grandbaby. Not a birth announcement. None of that. So and this all started because she had to go in there and say something, and these are the unintended consequences. I feel bad for that kid. You know why? Because I know what it's like to have a mother like that. Not famous, but but still just as toxic. I know what it's like to have that. Mm. I feel horrible for that child. And you're gonna show, and you're going back and forth on on social media like it's me. You know, like like she went back and forth with me. She's doing that with her son now. Yeah. If, if this is the funniest thing I remember she talked about in the movie um last Christmas her trailer caught on fire. Remember that she was talking about that? Mm-hmm. I think there was a spark uh from all the bridges she burned. <laughs> it's crazy. It it is. It's like do you know in fire in the old testament, fire was a warning to his people. Like it said, I am here, come no further. When God sets your trailer on fire, that means stay away from this broad. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> 
Off limits. Uh, Jasmine, it is Valentine's Day. Happy so, Valentine's the fellas, Day. we don't want to mess it up. What do you think? Give us five mixed sis- signals women give about Valentine's Day by Julia Austin for Madame Noir. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five, she says, is Valentine's Day coming up? You know, I forgot all about it. lying ass. She knew. She knew it was coming. She marked yes. it on the calendar and everything. Yes. Lying ass. <laughs> Number four of the top five mixed signals women give about Valentine's Day. When she says, you know, you really don't have to go out of your way. To yep, that's nice. a lie. Another lie. Oh. Yep. That means go all the way out. Don't do all it. All the way. Number three of the top five mixed signals women give about Valentine's Day. When she says, well, you know, it's really just like any other day. Yep. Okay. Any other you day you're supposed to spend special. money. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Not really. Number two of the top five mixed signals women give about Valentine's Day when she says, you know, we really don't have to go anywhere fancy. We could just, you know. Yeah. Go yeah. to. But don't take me to anywhere on this list factory. like the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> or Applebee's or <laughs> Red Lobster. <laughs> yeah, you know. none of there. The places my mama knows. Chipotle. Went. No, don't go to Chipotle. Mm-mm. Starbucks. Mm-mm. No, no. It depends what you yeah, want to do yeah. after dinner. You know, yeah, you know, right. You want yeah. them gassy foods. You don't want them. Yeah, Ooh, no. Out of <laughs> uh, the top five mixed signals women give about Valentine's days when she says, "I don't want no jewelry." Yeah, mm. well, she don't can, mean that. Then we can pull out of this Marshall's parking lot. I tell you that. Come <laughs> <laughs> That is going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Your indictment update. If you are not doing anything and you're in New York and looking for something to do this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I'm going to be at the City Winery. I have a couple of tickets available for Thursday. Um, and then a couple of t- tickets available for late uh, Sunday. So New, York. Yeah. Yeah. New York. New York. Crazy weather. and mush on over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will mush. you please tell the story about how you fell in the snow in New York? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had snow again. Were you with me, Elena, when, I, when that happened? Um, no, I don't. Oh, you were coming so. to me? I was meeting you somewhere. Yeah. And they had Snowmageddon. <laughs> and you know, I grew up in Los Angeles, so I didn't know. Do you? Do you know this? Well, you grew up where? In Chicago. Yeah. But when you walk along, the snow is so high, you can't tell where the curve stops and then straight begins. And I fell with two. <laughs> and there was a wall of thunder. I heard people, is he's gone? Oh my God. I heard that. Oh, I heard that. My God. I, I, I felt so. I was, it's the noise, though. Yeah. It's you know, the noise. Because you you're not, the human body at a certain age is not meant to fall. Well, and I was walking along. From then on, you know what I did? I watched the signs like they do, like whether you could see whether you know where there's a where it starts walk, don't walk, where the little poles are. Yeah. Like you got to look at stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Now I know it. That's why the signs <laughs> blink, deal. That the, poor they don't tell you where the no curve sucker. starts. Yeah, I didn't have. <laughs> have you ever seen? Have, have you ever seen one of those signs in the middle of the street or in the middle of the block? No, but when you 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 can't tell what. Okay, it doesn't start at the end of the curb. It starts toward the end. Look, man. Well, you know, and Dio's well, not the tallest person in the world, so if he yeah. fall off, that's true. That is you got to throw him a rope or something. You know, come on, right? <laughs> Snowbounds be kind of high. Hey, uh, Skip, uh, uh, Kyle, get real game back on the phone. Cast with description. <laughs> he ain't getting it. <laughs> He's not getting it. Too late. He's not getting it. <laughs> Call Bosley and tell him it's off tell him that <laughs> uh, 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 Jasmine Sanders what did you learn today baby well uh, the dreaded date that a lot of women have been uh, scared of has been released on Hulu for Freak Nick it is March 23rd yeah mark your calendars yeah we ain't got to mark your calendars 
We're going to mark your standing with the community, though. First ladies all over the country yeah, on the Yeah, some people on them sitting on them corporate boards might have to explain mm-hmm. something. Is that Sister Jenkins from the church? Wait a it's a lot of dudes who are judges who won't be, who will be judged. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Cannot indeed. wait. I'm not really worried. Because yeah. I left early. <laughs> you already told on yourself. I was like, uh-uh. I didn't. I was like, this, this is far too uh, crazy for me. Yeah. Um, Skip, my man Cheatham, what'd you learn today? Happy Valentine's Day to everybody today. Especially, yes, especially, especially, yes. especially the wife. Oh, yes. Uh, coming up next on the D.O. Hughley say, Show, Kyle Hughley, a.k.a. Special K, is going to drop another hot record. Uh, and plus, uh, we're going to celebrate Black History Month with the militant man, Jamal Kingsley. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator. Pull that string. We got to go. Tout, tout. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. See you on the other side.